morning, Jacqueline. Good morning to you. To deal with this query from last week, first of all, just to, to acknowledge it and thanks to the listener who sent it in, I got the gist of it. I'm just, uh, I haven't got the, 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 the text in front of me. Mm. But it was that you'd imagine um, traditionally the doggy wags his tail when it's happy. But mm. uh, the listener was saying, well, the dog wags his tail even if it's unhappy at various it's, circumstances. So explain, you know, tail wagging. Well, it's, it's, it's often misunderstood. You're right, because the, the stereotype that happy dog wags his tail isn't actually true. They, they say that what a, what a, from analysing dog behaviour, they say that what a tail wag indicates is ambivalence, as in the dog's not quite sure what to do. Um, and so um, they're, they're kind of... It's like somebody sort of stepping from one foot to the other foot to the other foot, kind of, oh, uh, what am I going to do here? What am I going to do here? And so... Um, in, in, in many cases when a, an owner comes back and the dog is happy to see the owner and they're kind of going what am I going to do here? am I going to run up to them lick them or am I going to play with them or what am I going to do but they wag the tail for that reason another time though there might be a, a big tough dog coming in and they're, 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 they're frightened of this dog and they're afraid and they might then go oh, am I going to run away or am I going to say hello or what am I going to do and so they wag the tail for that reason or another time they might going to be aggressive to another animal or to, to an intruder but again they're, they're not quite sure about it so rather than just attacking they're kind of going am I going to attack or am I going to stay here? Am I going to attack? So it's ambivalence is what a tail wag indicates. And I think the best comparison is exactly that. A person sort of shifting on their feet, even mentally kind of saying, mm, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. So that's it, really. All right, OK, so it's not as simple as we thought. No, dog communication is complex, that's for sure. All right. Um, just a text just in. Uh, how often should we worm puppies well um, the, the, the basic thing is that all puppies are born with worms because they get them from their mums in the milk or through the uterus they get they basically they're born with a worm burden and those worms are potentially infectious to humans so it's really important that, pu- that puppies are wormed repeatedly the usual thing is they should be given a worm dose um, every two weeks from two weeks of age up until they're three months old then once a month till they're six months old and then every three months from then on for the whole life of the animal and that's partly for dog health and also partly to protect humans from the dog roundworm um, but most for most people I'd be saying look give a young pup a worm dose every two weeks but when you take the puppy to your vet for vaccinations which should be done around about 10 or 12 weeks of age ask your vet to fill you in on the best way to worm the puppy and they'll give you a schedule which, which you can stick to after that and it is important to use the right wormers the number of times I see people buying wormers from supermarkets or pet shops and buying inappropriate wormers that just aren't going to do the job properly for them so it's really important to use the right wormer Alright, ok um, you wanted to mention something from the news today um, I, I think I was, I was just again it was on Twitter actually I was talking, talking to somebody about they asked me what do they need uh, um, for, for going to, to Britain do they need to have a pet passport now and the thing is this is a bit of an anomaly because yes you do now used to have to be able to go to and from the UK and Northern Ireland with no documentation of any kind whatsoever but under legislation brought in at the start of January you now have to have your dog microchipped you have to have a pet passport and you have to have a vaccination against rabies despite the fact there's no rabies in Ireland or in Britain now that's the law but at the same time the Department of Agriculture is saying by the way um, we're not going to be enforcing this so people won't notice any difference on the ground ah come on that's what it says on their website 
That's the right. law, but we're not going to enforce it. So you're in limbo land. Could you get somebody cranky and say, and there's the uh, legislation? Um, I, there's the potential for that. And we certainly, our advice as a vet clinic to people is, look, it's not a big deal to get your dog, I mean, dogs should be microchipped anyway. It's, it's not a big deal to get a pet passport. So if you are going to be travelling to Britain, you're best just to go and get that done. As far as the rabies vaccination is concerned, that's... I think less likely to be a big issue because there isn't any rabies in Britain, there isn't any in Ireland so really it's a waste of time. This hasn't been done for any logical reason, by the way other than the fact that EU insists on harmonisation between all different countries. So because you have to have a pet passport microchipping and rabies vaccination to go from France to Germany and from France to Britain therefore you ought to have one to go from Ireland to Britain as well and from Britain to Ireland so it's done for reasons of European harmonisation rather than for le- reasons of logic or, or, or okay. science Listen, a follow up there by a different texter about the worms if the mother is worm free mm. how would she pass on worms to the pups? Well, the thing is this that if it, when a female pup is born if she has any worms in her, they, they'll go to her mammary glands and they'll sit there in a cyst-like form that can't be touched by wormers. It's kind of wormer-proof. And then when she gets pregnant and her own immune system dips a bit, then those worms will become active and they'll be passed on to the puppies. So, in theory, it's possible to give a, female, a pregnant dog a very high dose of wormer every day for like two or three weeks or something in late pregnancy and if you do that you can minimise the number of worms that are passed on to the puppy but very few people do that um, although every puppy gets worms I don't think it's like a big problem you just need to worm your puppy regularly so that the answer to that person is a female dog is very unlikely to be completely free of worms however much you've wormed her Alright, okay and finally the horse inside The horse inside <laughs> In her living room She says she's going through an awful lot of cat litter <laughs> these nappy things. <laughs> don't Killarney guys or the fellas in Dublin, don't they have all these nappy fellas? Uh, yeah, nappy things or I don't think she's got one of those. No, um, she not. So no, no. She'd be shoveling out all sort of stuff on a constant well, basis, would she? Well, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a fine line. If somebody's allowed to have a St. Bernard in their house, why aren't they allowed to have a small horse? I mean, you know, what's the difference, really? Just <laughs> <laughs> How do you define the difference? When is it okay to have a pet, uh, she, a big pet, and when is it not okay to have a small yeah, horse? She sounds a very kind person anyway. Uh, but you it, wouldn't recommend it? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Not, not if you enjoy a li- little um, luxury and normality in your own living space. <laughs> Having a horse beside you isn't really a good idea. <laughs> well, she might live in a stable anyway herself. Oh, well, what's wrong with that? Uh, yeah, exactly. It was there for uh, uh, people of religious mind of uh, their person being born in a stadium. So I think it probably would be okay if it was her own home. I think the point is that yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a former council house so it's in kind of it's in a really built up area and all that sort of stuff and you know it's, it's the impact on the neighbours I think which is the real issue here. And also the, the animal charities are worried about the whether the dog whether the horse sorry can have a uh, a good quality of life in her living room. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, listen, that texture's back in, so then no wormer is that good. And I think you were saying... Mm, there, there's one thing partic- that... There, you should talk to their own vet, because there is one particular wormer that's used for, for, for pregnant bitches, um, but but still, it's still advisable to worm puppies. It's because these worms get into the mammary glands. It's the cystic version, in, cystic form of the worm in the mammary glands, which is, seems to be more or less um, indestructible. Okay.
All right, Peter Weatherburn from PeteTheVet.com. That's his website. If you want to chat to Pete, though, himself, uh, you'll find him at uh, Bray Vet, Old Can. Con, old Connor Avenue in Bray and uh, watch out from two on TV3. Thanks very much indeed, Pete. Thank you.